Hello, and welcome to the Stupid Sequels Podcast, where we find truly terrible movies and give them all the attention they don't deserve. Each episode, we'll discuss exactly what made such a horrible sequel, from casting to budget to just plain bad writing. While we all love a great movie, there's something just a little more fun about watching a seriously stupid sequel. Now, while there are plenty of awful sequels out there, we have a few guidelines about the kind of movies we'll be reviewing here. We're talking about direct-to-video, made-for-TV, never-appeared-in-a-theater sequels. The ones the studios gave up on before they even started. This week, my guest is an old favorite, Francis! What, what? And we'll be discussing The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2, the sequel to The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Hi. Hi. Um, Francis doesn't love me anymore, and he never comes and sees me. That's a lie. Uh, the last time we hung out, the time before that had been fucking six months. I'm sorry. Because he doesn't love me anymore. That's not true. So, I have a quick question. Uh-huh. How often do you go in stupid sequels? I mean, I've listened to it, so I kind of know. But, like, how often do you, I guess, think movie two, Electric Boogaloo? Oh, all the time. All the time. It's like taking all of my self-control to not just like label an episode like <laughs> Mulan 2, Electric Boogaloo. Like, I Every think eventually we have to do that. Oh, man. We have to do Electric Boogaloo, even though I know it came out in theaters. I mean, you could do that with um, with Love Never Dies. Okay. So, guys, I have... <laughs> I'm going to try to pull this off. It's going to be so fucking tricky because my friends have the most crazy schedules schedules in the world. There is a little musical be called uh, is called Love Never Dies. It is the sequel to Phantom of the Opera. That's right, guys. Musicals have sequels, and they're all terrible. All of them. It's bad. So I unironically love Phantom of the Opera. Fight me. I'm sorry. I do. I'm a musical theater person. I realize the show is trash, and I love it. Uh, and so I love Never. I love Love Never Dies. Fight me on that. I recognize that it is fucking terrible. I also bought two tickets to it at the Pantages for my birthday. And I went once with Francis and I went once with Alex. (sighs) (laughs) And so we are going to try and coordinate a three person episode review of Love Never Dies. It's going to be pretty much three theater nerds being themselves laughing over this show. Over how bad it is. Over how much. bad it is. I don't want to say more about it because we're going to try to pull off this episode. But guys, it might not come for a while. It's. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try so hard. Okay. Okay. But today we're discussing Hunchback. Yes. So just for comparison, the mm-hmm. original got a 74 on Rotten Tomatoes, which feels low. It does. And the sequel got a 30, which feels high. It does. It got uh, a 30? It got a 30. Like critics, not even like fan response. Thirty. And I had told you this earlier, but I'm going to be cussing a lot. I'm just going to be cussing a lot because of Hunchback Two. Yeah, it's It's, um, it's real, real bad. It's bad, and well, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Damn it. (sighs) Okay, just repeat what you just said. Well, well, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but. I I just my notes for Hunchback Two are just um half my notes even notes. though they're handwritten are in all caps I hit the yeah. all caps button in my own handwriting I was so angry <laughs> you ever been so angry that your 
your brain just turned into all caps? Yeah. Um, that's what the movie does. That, that's what hun- that's what Hunchback Two does. I'm uh, full of anger. First of all, let's talk about the goddamn beautiful original. Beautiful. Uh, it came out. It came out in 1996 with a budget of 100 million, and it made 325 million at box office, uh, which was considered a flop by Disney, which is insane to huh. me. Really. Yeah, because they had just done, I, I discussed this a little bit in my last uh, podcast, We they had just done Pocahontas and Hunchback, which are both kind of like dark for Disney, and uh, Emperor's New Groove was supposed to be like really dark too, and basically they came into their offices and they were like, your movie is this close to getting fucking canceled. You better cheer it the fuck up. So, yeah, $325 million, which is making three times back on your money it's considered a failure okay weird and hunchback is dark i think um i I was reading up on my imdv trivia last night it's considered the darkest disney movie yeah which i have to agree it's one of the um it it's one of the first since some other movie to get a pg yeah black cauldron to get pg 1985 Mm -hmm. um one of the good one of the marks that usually like is going to be a decent sequel everybody came back the whole original Everybody, cast. Everybody, the entire Tom cast. Tom Hulse as Quasimodo, Demi Moore as Esmeralda. Um, well, Laverne was a different actress. but Well, uh, she died. Uh, Kevin Klein as Phoebus, Paul Candle as Clopin, uh, Frank Welser as Dejali. Yeah, the vo- voice actor for the goat came back, guys. Oh, shit. Um, the original three gargoyles were played by Charles Kimbrough, Jason Alexander, and Mary Wicks. But Mary Wicks died even before the first movie completed. So she was replaced by Jane Withers. And then Jane Withers came back for the sequel. So, I mean, they really got everybody. Um, yeah. Voice actor-wise, obviously. Obviously not production. Because the original oh. is Alan Menken and Stephen yeah. Schwartz. That's Little Mermaid and Wicked, guys. He's the shit. And they had just finished Pocahontas together. And we're like, should we write another like dark, like vintage musical? Yes. Uh, and it fucking kills. It fucking kills. It's so good. It's so good. Hellfire almost got cut. Because yeah. it was too dark. Because it was too dark. And it was funny because like looking back at like what my favorite musicals were as a kid, all of my favorites were the Alan Menken, Stephen Schwartz ones. I'm like, even as a little thing, I had good taste. Like, <laughs> oh, so good. Like, I'm sorry, I uh, I don't care for your simplistic melodic lines. I would like some uh, consonant dissonant, consonant dissonance, coordinate dissonance in my music, please. Um, so they wrote two songs for the movie in a, uh, for the original in a place of miracles and as long as there's a moon, which were cut um, because they were more about Phoebus and Esmeralda, but they right. are back. In the musical, which Francis and I have also seen yes, together, we will be discussing um, that too. Okay, the the story of the the Notre Dame musical makes no goddamn sense to anyone with half a brain in theater. So, uh, Notre Dame the movie comes out in ninety six. In ninety nine, they write a musical based on the same Alan Menken, Stephen Schwartz music, but it's in German. And it tours through Germany successfully from 1999 to 2004. Like, killing it. Everybody loved it. It was amazing. And then in 2004, they're like, wow, people really like Hunchback of Notre Dame. We even do a mini musical of it at the Disneyland parks. Should we bring it to Broadway? No, not until 2014. And it still hasn't been to Broadway. It hasn't. It started in La Jolla. Yeah, La Jolla. That's where a lot of... 
yeah. Broadway originals come from. Yeah, too, yeah, though, I, I, they workshop in La Jolla, yeah. and then they eventually go. No, and that was okay. This is my, <laughs> <laughs> this is my Broadway Disney shit uh, story. So I go to D twenty three every year. Um, it's in Anaheim. It's a Disney Con for the uninitiated, and I go to the Broadway panel, which is typically they talk about like a Disney's past, present, and future on Broadway. Um, they usually have like. I think we had James Monroe Englehart last time, which was like, oh. huh. Um, and so the last one I went to, which I think was the two years ago one. I mean, yeah. Um, they're like, okay, so these are the shows that are currently on Broadway that are Disney. Do you guys want to know about the future of Broadway on, for Disney? And we're all like, yes. Like, this is a room full of Broadway Disney nerds. This is their bread and butter. And he's like, okay, guys but it's a big secret and we're like oh my god yes we're getting it phantom not phantom hunchback is fucking finally going to broadway it's happening he goes yeah guys it's a big secret you have to promise not to let it go and literally the whole room full of disney broadway nerds literally his only audience goes (laughs) the sheer panic in their (laughs) eyes of like wait they're not super excited for frozen the musical we're like Nah, bitch. No. no. Nobody was excited for it. But nobody. Now that it's out. Now that it's I hear out, it's amazing. They've retooled so much of the music. They've made it so much more full. But at perfect. that point, yeah. we had all kind of hit our like frozen capacity. And I'm still there. Like I'd watch. I'd watch it on Broadway. I wouldn't pay what two hundred bucks to see it. No, but, like, absolutely not. For that, like a ten dollar ticket. Or yeah. Raffle. I mean, pretty much yeah. they cheated by workshopping it at California Adventure for three years. Yeah. They kind of. Yeah, which I think was odd. Um, at one point, there were three separate Frozen musicals going on at once. <sighs> there was the cruise ship version, which is a shortened version of the show. Then there's the California Adventure one with the slightly lengthened one. Right. And then there was the workshop of the Broadway show, all going at once. They really like Frozen. They really like Frozen. They really and like they're Frozen. doing Frozen 2, which I'm just like, no... Okay, speaking of be, speaking of Broadway, this is a slight departure, guys. I'm sorry, this might get cut. How do you feel about the Tony noms this year? Mm. That the number one tied for most nominations musicals are SpongeBob SquarePants and Mean Girls. I'm down for it. I'm down for it. No, it, it's not even like Ian SpongeBob the musical stupid. It's really not, guys. It's really it's good. good. I'm I'm just worried about the commercialization of Broadway mm. because I know I know they're they're holding on at straws to try and stay relevant and try and keep fair. going but it's like I feel like original musicals aren't going to get their due last year what come from away got a lot um what else what were the other nominations last year um I don't know, but like looking at this year, I I don't know actually nominations too well. I know Mean Girls, I know SpongeBob, SquarePants, a musical, Frozen, I know Carousel, oh Frozen, Frozen got a ton, Frozen, um, Escape to Margaritaville, did it get any? <laughs> yes, it did. Okay, Escape to Margaritaville, yeah, which is a Jimmy Buffett musical. There was um. <laughs> What else is there? there's Carousel on Broadway right now? Yeah, right? And uh, that got so nominations for choreography. Best musical are The Band's Visit, which sorry, like anyone I know with theater is kind of like it's a meh show. <sighs> like the premise is it's an Egyptian band touring through the Middle East gets stuck and they think it's gonna be bad, but then it's not. 
Anyway, yeah. um, I, and the other ones are Frozen, Mean Girls, and SpongeBob, hmm. which are like, I don't like think Harry Potter and the Cursed Child got nominated for Best Play, and like as a hmm. Harry Potter lover, that shit sucked. Really? I mean, I have not seen the show. I have read the play. I read the script. And I know you can't translate from script to stage. Yes, you can if the plot is stupid. You mean like uh, in Hunchback 2? Mm, yeah, let's get back on track. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah. So back to Hunchback 2. So Hunchback 1 is just or Hunchback in general. amazing. So it's, it's based on it's the perfect. 1832 novel by Victor Hugo. Victor Hugo. He also wrote Les Miserables. So naturally. And it's 940 pages long. I would rather have the ending in his original novel. Happen in the sequel? Yeah, happen in the sequel. Or I'd rather have that happen in the first movie than have a sequel at all. Yeah. I would rather everybody just fucking die than watch Hutchmack 2. Yeah, okay. For the record, guys, here's here's the ending of the original. Oh, spoiler alert. Of, of the book, not the movie, clearly. Um, so... Frollo tries to win Esmeralda's love throughout the book and she like rejects him a final time so he hangs her to death and then Frollo laughs during her hanging. Quasimodo pushes him off the height of Notre Dame then Quasimodo finds her body wraps himself around his corpse dies with her and like 10 years later someone goes through the catacombs and tries to touch their skeletons which crumble into dust. Esmeralda has no romantic feelings for Quasi at all. Nothing. And none at all. She is madly in love with Phoebus, who's a womanizer and Yeah, Phoebus is not yeah. the good guy you think he is. No, he's not. Um other other things they changed from the book to the movie. Um Frollo was changed from an archdeacon to a judge because they <laughs> that makes- No, they already knew they were gonna get a ton of shit from the church. Oh. And so they're like, if we make the main villain a religious leader, we're gonna get so much shit. And also, um, I mean, they still got a ton of, they still got a ton of shit from the church and a lot of protesting and a lot of people not happy with what they did. Um, but he is changed back to an archdeacon in the musical. Right. That's right. Cause, because the musical had mentions he, which is cool. I like how the musical gives a lot of backstory behind. The and some of that is taken from the book where it's, yeah. uh, Quasimodo is actually Frollo's nephew. Uh- Oh. That's not that's not in the book. Um, not. But basically, Frollo has like a fuck up brother who fucks a gypsy and oh, the damn, child is quasi right, yeah. in the musical. Um, uh, there's a whole weird subplot in the book where basically Esmeralda's... No. Quasimodo's mother gives birth to Quasi and he's like a fucked up little fuck up baby. And he sees Esmeralda and she sees Esmeralda as a baby and was like, I wish my baby was as beautiful as that. So she swaps the babies in the middle of the oh. night and then dies. And Quasimodo's mother's death in the movie is actually Esmeralda's mother's death in the movie. Interesting. Yeah. It's, there's some weird fuckery where like Esmeralda has one slipper when she was a baby and her mother has a slipper and they're trying to find each other. It's a whole, it's 940 pages, guys. I can't <sighs> get into it. It's Victor Hugo. It's Victor Hugo. So Francis and I saw uh, Hunchback with John McGinty. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! Uh, That's another thing that the movie doesn't do. Uh, Quasi is basically deaf. Yeah, uh, they d- the actor who plays uh, Quasimodo did do some like voice affectations, and mm-hmm. he tried to do like 
a voice growl and all this stuff they're like it's already a pretty dark movie and it is a kids movie so like let's just keep quasimodo as cute sounding as we can <laughs> um john mcginty is a deaf actor um for those of you not actor, no, he's an actor who is deaf actually i will i will change that he is an incredible amazing actor uh who happens to be deaf and so they in this production quasimodo is played as deaf which he is actually in the book and all of his spoken words are done by john mcginty who's also signing and the singing is done by a separate actor off stage, and you kind of realize that the singing is Quasimodo's internal monologue. The singing is actually done by his gargoyle. Yes. Yeah. Not and it's stage. kind of like this is how I sound in my head. Yeah. And it's it's honestly it's addressed with a single line where basically Esmeralda is approach, approaching Quasimodo for the first time, and she can't he can't hear her, and she he turns to her and he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. The bells are really loud. I can't hear anymore." Which is that's all it took, and. I was crying by the end of Out There, which is the first song in the show. There is a it song is called Made of Stone in the musical. Yes. Oh. It's a, it's a much more... Because in the first one, they're like, oh, well, we thought you were made of something stronger. And then they just go. But Made of Stone just expands on that whole scene. Oh, it is. It, it's just... It's great. Oh, my God. It's heartbreaking. It's so good. Um. So between the musical and the movie, you think the sequel would be anything no anything anything literally anything there was a musical call uh there was a sequel planned called hunchback of notre dame duh the secret of the bells slated for a 1999 release but it was pushed for three years so jennifer love hewitt could write her original song jennifer love hewitt is madeleine wait wait, wait. what was her original song the song that plays over the credits at the end. The movie was held for three years for a song that got pushed to the credits. I anyway. skipped the credits. <laughs> because once it was over, once they started rolling, I was like, oh, thank God. Sweet Jesus. Freedom. I'm free. Oh, uh, and for the record, Alan Menken says Bells of Notre Dame, which was originally just like a spoken intro intro originally. And then like, it's really long and it's kind of boring. And Alan Menken's like, what if we make it a song? Uh, he thinks it's the best opening number he's ever done. It's, I, so uh, I would, fuck you, Wicked. Yeah. Um, I have notes about that. I, I, I had to take a break in the middle of Hunchback 2 mm-hmm. because it was just so painful. Yeah. And I just compared the cast and production crew and everything between Hunchback 1 and 2. So, Alan Menken obviously doesn't even touch Hunchback 2. No, it's no, 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 no. Because it would be it would be better. Yeah. But there, there are five guys. Uh, I have it here. I'm just going to read it out loud. Music by five different fucking assholes. Carl <laughs> Johnson, Kevin Quinn, Walter, Edgar Cannon, Chris Canute, and Randy Peterson. None of them have a Wikipedia page except for Randy, Randy Peterson. But his Wikipedia page is probably written by him. By him. Like, he probably wrote it. He was like, mm, I need a Wikipedia page because I'm – because he's just some rich white asshole who's yeah. like, oh, well, frequent flyer miles are this and that. And, mm-hmm. well, this is how you get – how you maximize your, your investment on frequent flyer. Like, shut up, guy. Just stick to that. And stay away from writing fucking music because just, oh, God, it hurt. Yeah. It hurt. The original has eight songs, uh, The Bells of Notre Dame, Out There, Topsy Turvy, God Help the Outcasts, uh, Heaven's Light, Hellfire, A Guy Like You, 
and and someday, which is is it's only in the uh, credits for the original, mm-hmm. but it's the someday when we are wiser mm-hmm. when we, which they play the the notes of it under various scenes and it's very pretty. They do that with. Um Phoebus's entrance too. They have a yeah. little of a rest and relaxation. But I'm glad that didn't make it into the movie because it was rest and relaxation was never in the uh, movie. No, it wasn't. I'm glad it didn't because I don't give a shit about Phoebus or his. PTSD. It's just not a good song. Rest and recreation. I just got back from war. Now I want to fuck. Like no. <laughs> I like a gypsy girl. That'll probably pan out later. <laughs> I don't know why I made him Jamaican. <laughs> I, I just love how in Hunchback 2, too, the, the, are we talking about that? We're talking about that. Okay, right? let's. Well, let's just I was rip gonna, the band-aid off, let's right? Let's go into the darkness. Just like throughout the whole movie, they're like, gypsies, traveling people, those people. Like. We get it. You don't like gypsies. It's it's a very, the, the entire movie itself is a, it's a beat you over the head with motifs oh, kind of movie. You think? <laughs> you think. Hey, Francis. Sometimes things are more beautiful on the inside. It's not about what it looks like. Oh my god! It's I, not I, what I, it can do for I you. Wanted. It's not about what's on the outside. <laughs> it's not about what's on the outside, guys. Things are more beautiful on the inside sometimes. In case you didn't get it. Okay. The movie really wants you to know that. We're going to steal the bell. Okay. The bell is ugly. Oh, inside it is beautiful. Okay, okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. okay. First of all, the animation is like worse than Whoa. Saturday morning cartoons. My God, it is worse. I literally have a screenshot where Esmeralda doesn't have a nose. She doesn't <laughs> have a nose. It's like they outsourced the, I mean, they probably did. It's like they outsourced the animation and production to China. She doesn't have a nose. Like, not even nostrils. She doesn't have a she nose. She ain't got no nose. Okay, hold on. My, oh, my God. So I will with, post it later. Oh, God. Yes, post that because it's... Also, the music sounds like... Okay, the music of the original was, like, dark and Gregorian and, like... Oh, yeah. There was Latin chanting under it. It was fucking incredible. And this is just like, hey, we're in France. Who wants to fucking party? Like, huh? No, this isn't Hunchback. Yeah. And, and, okay... Uh, going back to the production company real quick, mm-hmm. uh, they moved it to the Walt Disney Television Animation, which yeah, they do. It looks worse than Saturday Morning Cartoons. Yeah. Which why doesn't it look at least as good as that, right? Why doesn't it look at least as good as fucking? And considering they held production for two years for Jennifer Love Hewitt to fucking do her song, you had the time. You had the time. Um, let's see. They are also. Let's see. What else did they do? There was oh yeah the director the director for Hunchback too is also the director for a lot of trash sequels trash Disney sequels like um oh uh, let's see I haven't seen Pocahontas two I Lion have. King, I haven't seen Lion King one and a half <laughs> I have uh, he's re- he's directed every single Tinkerbell fucking movie those Tinkerbell <laughs> movies are actually adorable and Kristen Chenoweth is in them <laughs> <laughs> and he is part of the senior creative team for. Planes and planes, fire and rescue. I like how planes is the dark stepchild living in the basement that even Pixar won't address. That's the kind of shit this guy does. 
Mm, well, I'm going to work on planes. So this guy just makes money and tries not to think about what he does when he sleeps in his bed at night. You know what you've done. Um, um, but literally, they show, like, they try to do the same panning shot, like, up through the city to, oh, like, God. Notre Dame. To, like, yeah. ta-da! I'm like, that's a gray box. It, it's oh that's supposed to be notre dame <laughs> it's like if you compare notre dame and hunchback one and hunchback two notre dame and hunchback one is like oh cool you had a bunch of artists work on this, this is beautiful on hunchback two it's just like i drew a church <laughs> i drew a square and then a square, square. It's got a circle and that kind of degree. and it's got bells just the one bell that we talk about though it's it's it is Awful. And I know it's all the same voice actors, and somehow they all sound terrible. You're right. You're, you're they, truly right, though. Literally, Quasi starts singing, and I'm like, oh, oh, no. Oh, how are you the singer from the first one? Um, so they're setting up for a festival, but not the Festival of Fools. No, no. it's just some different festival. It's called Festival de Moor, which means Festival of Love. Whoa, could that mean that, like, Quasi is somehow going to feel alone because nobody loves him? Oh, no, maybe. And, like, this whole festival is basically you give the person you love a rose and then you yell about it. Uh, we'll get to it in a minute. Um, so the gargoyles are all bumbling and not fun like yeah. they were in the original. True. 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 Because I like, feel like... Even as a kid, I'm like, can we fucking fast forward past this goddamn gargoyle song? They made one joke in Hunchback 1 about um, Hugo loving yeah. the, like, flirting the with Jolly. Yeah. Yeah. But then they just oh, make it a thing. To death. Like, oh God. It's just, yeah. And then, and then you have the scene where, where Phoebus and Esmeralda are in front of Quasi and they're like, we love each other so much. It's like, we get it. And you're going to be you. screaming my name. Yeah. Okay. So, mm. uh, Quasimodo is polishing La Fidel, which is a bell. Um, and then all of a sudden, there's just a small child. Voiced by Haley Joel Osment. Yelling, Toro! And then he's just, like, playing bullfighter with him. And then... Oh, it's Esmeralda and Phoebus' son. His yeah. name is Zephyr. Zephyr. <sighs> you know, in 1483... 1488 is the exact year it takes place... 1488, Zephyr was a real fucking common name. Hmm. Um, the animation is so bad. And he, she's like, Zephyr, slow down. And he's like, okay, I'll slow down. And he's like a little shit kid. He is. He um, is a little shit kid. And yo, uh, Phoebus and Esmeralda are just like, we love each other. We love each other so much. We so love much. each other. And Zephyr's like, yuck. And Quasman is like, yeah. Yuck. I want someone to yuck at. Like. And I mean, I get it. He's had time to get over Esmeralda, I guess, technically. Six years. But it's still like. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Uh, so Quasimodo steps inside La Fidel, which on the outside is just bronze and ugly. <gasps> but on the inside, it's beautiful. It's more beautiful on the inside. It's more beautiful on the inside. It's, it's like. It's like full of jewels, which I'm like, that would ruin the tonality of the bell, first it of all. It would. Entirely. What function and purpose do jewels have inside a bell? And also, why the fuck would you put jewels inside a bell, which is already inside a church tower, that no one would ever fucking see? 
Why would he even put it on a bell? They serve no purpose. And like, if if the fucking the ringer inside the bell hits a jewel, it it'll it just it yep. just yep it just doesn't stupid 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 stupid. Um, but it's on the inside. What matters? Uh, but Quasimodo is very sad because he has no one to shout his name. Aww, so sad. Uh, so Esmeralda's like, it's not about how you look. It's about finding the right person. It's like, well, for Quasimodo's case, it's also kind of about how he looks. So. <laughs> he ugly. Not to be a cunt, Esmeralda, but you're kind of not looking at the whole picture here. Um, There are just so many awkward pauses in this movie where a character will just stare at another character. Oh, it's like they fill it with acting, but the animation is so bad that it's just. Or they'll just sit there staring at a thing. Like if cool. the animation was better, if they had like a physical actor refer off, like yeah, like they do in some <laughs> Disney movies, but there's it's a just shot. a blank fucking face. There's a shot later on that's like, supposed to be really sad, and I was like laughing. I was crying and <laughs> laughing. I'm like, what the fuck is it? This? Was I? I yeah. Well, I I have that in my notes here somewhere, but it was like, look at me. Man. So a circus goes up, and it's the uh, Circus du Saroche. I kept calling him Scaramouche. I did, too. <laughs> Scaramouche. I gave up spelling, like, Scaramouche. halfway through my notes, Will too. Will you do the Fandango? I started started calling Scarosh Scaramouche. I started spelling Madeline as Madeline because there It's are... not Madeline. It's Madeleine. 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 That's how little investment I have in these characters. Yeah. I, it, I get, but, yeah, I'm going to call Saroosh Scaramouche about five times, so... It's going to uh, happen. Deal with it, guys. Um, I That's how much I care about his character. Um, so he has a circus, and he introduces his beautiful assistant, Madeleine. But she's not on stage because she's, like, off being her own woman because she's so quirky. She's practicing her uh, high wire walk, which is only a foot off the ground. She's just is, slacklining. Which is good because she just falls. She just falls all the time. All the time. Until it really matters. Um, of course. Spoiler. So she's like, Sarouche, I want to, like, contribute. I want to be part of the circus. He's like, your job is to just sit there and look pretty. So fuck off. And he, okay, Sarouche looks like if Frollo and Radcliffe from Pocahontas had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if he was perpetually in shadow or if he was just really, really tan. He was really, really tan. Okay. Because when he was in shadow, he was just, like, even darker. He was just eyes just eyes um and so he's like i want you madeleine to go to notre dame find the bill rigger get him to show you la fidel and then we're gonna steal it first of all how does one steal a two-ton bell Bruh, you're gonna steal they steal a two-ton bell and how are you gonna fence that from the lo- how the fuck are you okay and then her explanation later for how they do it still makes no goddamn it makes sense. no sense at all but she's we'll, like we'll- of course that's how they did it. i'm like that still doesn't make any fucking sense you're a traveling circus but also like where does one sell a two-ton bell i mean you could melt it down and sell oh you know in that like backyard crucible that you have built that can fit a 30-foot bell <laughs> or they could rip off the jewels and then leave the bell but I, it, it's like, like what would you do with the it? idea of like we're gonna steal a bell and sell it for parts it's like oh yeah because when a traveling circus rolls into town with emeralds the size of my fucking hand i'm like oh this is chill like uh-huh. the circus also looks to be pretty self-sustainable without the crime if you oh, set no, it up with for, the crime uh, 
with or without I mean, Wait, without the uh without the bell stealing without the bell stealing without the without the stealing and shit like you i mean sometimes there's some pickpocketing like going on yeah, but yeah pickpocketing like um oh god yeah so immediately madeline's like okay i'll just go to notre dame bloop, bloop, bloop. and quasimodo keeps like hiding in shadows or like ducking behind the thing so she can't see him and so he finds the figurines that she's carved himself and she's like oh how cute whatever and she's like, you look like you're wearing a giant hat. And he's like, a breast beret. And she's like, a two-ton topper. And he's like, a, a cap and C-sharp. They think they're so fucking funny. I'm like, I'll hit you. Um, And she sees that the gargoyles are alive and kind of just brushes it off. She's like, yeah. oh, that's weird. And she's the anyway. only character in the entire, in, in one and two. to Yeah, and like they, they said in the original, they said, we very much wanted to leave it ambiguous if the gargoyles were real or if they were just in Quasimodo's head. I'm like, they straight up help him defend Notre Dame, so they're real. Yeah. So if you wanted to leave that ambiguous, you can't have them enact action upon other characters. But in this one, they're like, no, the gargoyles are really alive. Deal with it. Um. So you know how they're named Victor, Hugo, and Laverne? Uh-huh. Victor and Hugo, I get it. So they wanted to name them Lon and Chaney, which is after the actor who played Phantom of the Opera in the movie oh. that like he looked so horrible and scary like a gargoyle. But Lon Chaney sued them. <laughs> Damn it. They changed it to Victor and Hugo. Oh, and Cindy Lauper was originally going to be the girl gargoyle, but then when they named her, oh. renamed her to Laverne, they're like, oh, no, we don't want like a cute young gargoyle. We want like an old lady gargoyle. Hmm. And then she died. Mm. Um. So Quasimodo's like ducking around the shadows. He's trying not to get seen. So she just rips a curtain off. Is like, haha, you're in the light. And then she screams like a bitch and runs off because everyone's rude to Quasimodo. Um. He's very sad because he's ugly and girls don't like him. And this is somehow still new information to him. Um. Yeah. He carves a figure of Madeleine in twelve seconds. He's pretty accomplished. He got a lot of time to kill. I guess that's all he can just like good with his hands apparently mm-hmm. um and he sings the worst fucking song i <sighs> i this was the song where this we were talking about earlier how they tried to instill the same breath type breathtaking sights all like oh look paris is beautiful like he's swinging around the towers and like look at france look at paris but it's like pink and orange blobs it's um bland, the song bland. is called ordinary miracle uh i'm gonna just read a single line of it to you like a volcano of emotion, like 10,000 gypsy potions. My notes about this song is talking about miracles and shit. I'm not invested in this song. Okay, the even the song about miracles, which is in the musical, which is the In a Place of Miracles, yeah. is still kind of lackluster. It's lackluster, but... It's not as lackluster as this song. No. It's not. Okay. Nothing. In a Place of Miracles has more luster than the entirety of Hunchback 2. Rest and Re- Recreation has more luster than the entirety of Hunchback 2. <laughs> Rest I, and Recreation. Yeah, it's it's a bad song. I. You know who else was in Hunchback of Notre Dame who we're not talking about? Who? Lance. Oh yeah, that's why we saw it in the first. Is place. that why we saw it? Oh, I. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Our we friend had... was in the show. That's the only yeah. reason we went to see Hunchback. Lance Galgon. 
killing it. And my friend Devin Hadsell was in it, who is now on Mean Girls and Broadway. Yay! So then he's <laughs> like, uh, Quasimodo's like, I'm going to go to the festival. And the gargoyles are like, we have just the thing for you. And he walks out in like this new outfit. I can't tell if the outfit's supposed to be great or horrible. Based on the reactions of the other character, I have no idea. They, it's like they tell him, oh, well, Quasi, it looks great. But they like actually secretly hate it. But it's also like, oh, wow, I've never seen him dressed up so much. Like, it's, it's like, you can't tell if they're like, oh, wow, Quasi like, looks good for Quasi. Or like, oh, God, you're wearing that? He's the only character also who changes in the movie. Like, yeah. changes clothes. Yeah. It's, it's the same cartoon thing of everyone yeah. just wears the same outfit every day. Yeah. It just it makes no sense to me why Phoebus would wear his armor to the circus, but and Esmeralda, she dances too in Hunchback too. She dances like La Esmeralda. She is dancing. Oh, and then it's like she used to do the sexiest fucking yes. dance. Like, I got a tambourine with my kid. I'm like, and I'm oh. dancing with kids. <laughs> I'm like, no, give her her stripper pole, bitch. Um, so he's in this outfit, which I don't know how we're supposed to feel about it, but whatever. <laughs> Um, so they're walking through the cir- circus and Phoebus is like, well, I hope none of these, uh, circus people steal our son. I'm like, that's, uh, hope that's not an alluded, alluding to anything that happens later. Good God. Like, oh my God, <laughs> this, en- this entire movie is just like, hmm, reference to this. I keep this. wanting to say that's, <laughs> you're transporting it. You're telemarketing it. You're telegraphing it telegraph thank you you're welcome he couldn't be telegraphing it any more clearly <laughs> because it's just like random tidbit okay what does that have any oh it's gonna it'd be like if quasimodo yet. was polishing the bell and be like this is my bell it'd be a shame if someone stole it and looked directly at camera <laughs> that's what the entire no the entire movie would be better if he did that actually <laughs> <laughs> here's where i'd put my bell if i had one <laughs> <laughs> Scaramouche. Scaramouche. <laughs> Will you do the Fandango? Thunderbolts? Lightning? Very, very, very frightening. frightening. Me? Galileo. Um, I'm going to just sit here and sing Bohemian Rhapsody instead of talking about this movie. <laughs> um, So, Sarouche is getting ready, and he's clearly, like, fat and bald. And ugly. And they play up how ugly he is. But he, he gets, like, cinched into a corset, and they put a wig on him. And then, like, he, like, has a million mirrors around his tent. And, like, when the mirrors go away, like, he has push buttons in 1488 that, like, make all his mirrors lower and when the mirrors raise up it's a million portraits of him like he's somehow ugly and also narcissistic i don't get it i like how this movie plays the villain up to be oh he's actually ugly he's actually ugly but then the entire movie too is just like it's past looks guys okay yeah it's entirely weird and so basically madeline is like i saw the bell keeper i don't want to do this i don't want to steal the bell anymore and he's like no, because you stole some coins from me when you were six. So I own you forever. Ho, like, leave. Yeah, it's... Like, I, go. It's like they, the writers were like, well, what if we tried to make it so that, like, the love were, interest feels as imprisoned as Quasimodo did? Because they were trying to make Madeline like, oh, no, she has to have this life of crime. Yeah. Like, she doesn't want to be bad, but they couldn't give her an actual vo- backstory that made her sympathetic. They just 
They couldn't give a backstory. Like, couldn't give a shit. No. Um, so Quasimodo, Bebus, Esmeralda, and Zephyr are watching Sarusha's show where he's just doing like some basic ass card he votes tricks at some point, which I thought was kind of cool. He I'm does. Like, oh, he votes. He's like, get ready for the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so while he's doing his show, his like little minions are going through the crowd and pickpocketing people. They're stealing their bags. They're stealing their jewelry. Um, and Sarush's big trick is he makes an elephant disappear. We'll get to it. Oh, wow. We'll get to oh. it. And Zephyr's like, I want to join the circus. And Phoebus is like, no. No, son, you can't be traveling with those people. And so uh, he's mad because Quasimodo is watching Madeline the whole show. And he's like, you're watching your girlfriend. And he's like, don't worry, Zephyr. I'd never forget you. And then they sing, I'd stick with you. Oh, see, I had that labeled as Zephyr's shitty ass song. Even if you're slicky slick, I'll stick with you. Oh, this is my, this is the note that I have for I, I Stick With You. Mm-hmm. I imagine the writers and directors of Hunchback 2. Shit on a page. Just took the Victor Hugo's novel, ripped out a page, yeah, you're right, wiped their ass with it, <laughs> and then published it. Yeah. Because that's what this song made me feel. Yep. I stick with you. Like, I think it's cool, you know, that, like, Haley Joel Osment is in it. Yep. But. I. I yeah. Quasi. No. Haley Joel Osment is doing his best. He is. He's doing his best. Like, the last five minutes of the movie, I'm like, if oh, I yeah. gave a shit about any of these characters, I'm like, god damn, he, He's Haley the Joel. only character You're I would. You're trying. Like. No, that's you're so right though he's the only character really that you sort of care about yeah um so they're singing this song which is just about like minute man i love kids and then madeline's like oh he likes kids i'm over his ugliness now it's chill and he's she's like show me paris and so at this point the people realize that their stuff is missing and they go to phoebus and they're like my life savings I'm like you took your life savings in your pocket to the circus I don't have sympathy for you then, bitch. Um, so all their stuff is stolen. He's like, hmm, a rash of robberies happen right as the circus rolls into town. Oh, earlier when he's like, oh, Zephyr, you'll get stolen by the circus people. Esmeralda's like, what do you mean, you people? And she goes, he goes, you know, they're like gypsies. gypsies. And she's like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, her people did try to kill Phoebus. They did. So, I mean, like. Not all gypsies, but like. And I like how they kind of push it aside because in the first movie, Phoebus sets himself apart as, oh, I'm different than the other soldiers. But yeah. in this one, Esmeralda goes, you are just like the other soldiers. It's they, they had mentioned something like that. And it's yeah, just, they try. OK, they tried. OK. Um. So Clopin, which is the, the high pitched badass gypsy guy, Amazing. if you don't know him Perfect. by name. Who makes a monster and what makes a man? That high D. Sing the bells, 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 bells. I'm not even going to try. Bells, 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 bells. They said, I think they said he could only do three takes a day of that note because like he just blew out his shit. Oh. Um, so he's doing a little puppet show. And he's like, 
Festival L'Amour. It's about when people talk about how much they love each other. I'm like, yeah, I got the, uh, I got it. You can stop talking about the Festival d'Amour. Um, and I know I'm saying it entirely wrong, French people. Festival d'Amour. There. I said it right once to prove that I can. D'Amour. Anyway. Um, so... They just do this montage through the city of like better on the outside, better on the inside, bagley on the outside, better oh, on the inside. Like, oh, they have a souffle, but the souffle oh, collapsed. Oh, my souffle it collapsed. And then Quasimodo is like, it'll still taste good, but which is pretty much how I tweet, treat all of my cooking. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> ugly, but it tastes good. I think that's a weed, Quasimodo, but smell it first. It's called rosemary. And she's like, it smells so flowery. And he's like, yeah, it's rosemary. It looked like a weed, but it smelled really good. And then they the dumbest one to me is he just takes her up in this tower and he's like, this is my favorite place in Paris. And she's like, but there's no windows. You can't see Paris. He's like, close your eyes. And she just hears somehow like ASMR chamber, like the ambient sounds of all of Paris. And also, you said this takes place in the 1400s? Yes. The kids are singing Frere Jacques where its first written origins are in the 1700s. This is why he's a repeat guest, guys. Just And then he's like, oh, but JK, there is a window. Look how pretty Paris is. And she's like, wow, it's so pretty. My favorite spot looks at Notre Dame. That's my house. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Oh, great. There's a gargoyle song. The I gargoyle song wasn't even good in the original, so you can imagine how bad the gargoyle song is. In the second, it's called... Fala la 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 la, falling in love. This was the song that made me have to pause the movie and look at it, just basically research the difference between one and two. That's how bad it was for me. I could not listen to the entirety of the song in one go. Uh, and so Quasimodo's whole thing is like, oh, no one will look at me. I'm so ugly. But when he's out on the town with his girlfriend, everyone's like, Hey, Quasi. What's up, Quasi? How you doing, Quasi? Is that a new girl, Quasi? How you be? I'm like, so, like, the town has accepted you. Like, I'm pretty sure you could find a hoe in Paris who would do you. You're telling me there's not one blind girl in Paris who'd be like, Quasi, he sounds hot. He's blind got good forearms. Guy. There you go. Um. So then he takes Madeleine up to Notre Dame, and they see La Fidelle. And she's, he's like, it's called The Faithful One. I'm like, oh, like, fidelity. Oh, get it. Get um, it. And she's like, oh, it looks okay. This is La Fidelle. But then they step inside. He, I think they, they literally say, but she's even more beautiful on the inside. Do you get it? Do you get it? It's more beautiful on the inside. It's more beautiful on the inside. Unlike this movie, which is ugly throughout. This movie has no redeeming qualities. No. Um, no. Really doesn't. Yes. I had a beautiful, beautiful little note for after that song or when they, they're like, oh, it's more beautiful on the inside. The, I made the note of this movie was made for parents with ugly kids to make them feel better about themselves. <laughs> Do you watch BoJack Horseman? Not yet. It's on my list. Okay. There's a whole part because BoJack is basically a sociopathic sociopathic narcissist and he's like and they're like have you been doing your exercises he goes i mean my normal ones and he's standing with his hand over the stove going nothing on the inside nothing on the outside nothing on the inside nothing on the outside. 
And that's this whole movie. I was like, nothing on the inside, nothing on the outside, nothing on the inside, nothing on the outside. Um, so she says that Quasimodo understands the world better than anyone she's ever known. And he gives her the figurine of herself. I'd be like, um, thanks. I'm going to leave runaway screaming forever. I made this painting of you. Did you want it? Okay, here you go. I met you yesterday and I made this for you. There's a lot of nice guys. Like, they, like, really play up the nice guy. Which they do not in the movie. In they the first. don't. Okay, everyone says that. They're like, oh, so, like, he gets, it's the friend zone movie. I'm like, no. It's not. It's not. Like, he This goes, is the friend zone sequel. This is the friends friend zone sequel for sure because in the first one he goes like oh my heart's broken esmeralda loves this guy but they, at the end of it he's just like fuck it i saved her i saved perry like you two it. be happy together he, he literally happy for takes you. their hands the and one, brings them together the one song that makes it friend zone the movie is the gargoyle song where they're like a guy like you you deserve the best he a guy like that he fucking sucks you saved her you do this you've earned her you get her if you cut that from it it, it we would remove all fucking insulness from it. Yeah. Phoebus is such a chad. Hey, what do you call female incels? What? Dead. Oh. Sorry. Uh, no. What do you call female incels? What? Rape victims. Oh. I am absolutely cutting that. <laughs> 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 Could you? fucking imagine i'd get doxxed so hard so hard this chat of this this oh god what do they call this femoid <laughs> feminazi this feminazi proud fe- proud feminazi incel <laughs> oh hold on i have a picture to show you i have a meme to show you we're so distracted we are so distracted but <laughs> sure, buddy. Feminism is the reason you can't get laid. <laughs> okay. Enough about incels for time. <laughs> uh, where are my notes? Esmeralda is doing dance l'amour. Remember how fucking sexy her Festival of Fools dance was in mm-hmm. that fucking red dress around a pole? Disney loves their women in red dresses and uh, red outfits. She just fucking like dances with a tambourine for 10 seconds and then hands it to a kid and is like, I'm over this dance. I'm married now. He makes the money. I don't gotta dance for money anymore. So let's dance. I don't again. dance now. I make money moves. <laughs> she is the Cardi B of France. <laughs> um. So Quasimodo comes to Esmeralda and he's like, "Oh my God, something is wrong. I feel I awful. I feel sick, but I feel wonderful and I feel amazing and also like I'm gonna die and like I need to eat everything and like I'm sick." And she's like, "So tell her how you feel." Like she's like, "Yeah, you're in love. Get over yourself." Um. He's known her less than a day, maybe a day. And he's describing how he's in love with her, even though he was like in loveish with Esmeralda in the first one. Yeah. Um, Which I guess kind of gives it credit. It's like, okay, so he's able to recognize that it's a separate emotion. But like you've met her for a day, bro. Yeah. So Phoebus is like, the circus is goddamn guilty. He rubbed all this shit. And Esmeralda's like, uh, that's really fucking racist. I'm like, Phoebus is right, though. This is the part where he says, those people. What do you mean, those people? Um, and Zephyr's like, but I wanted to join the circus. And he's like, never. Guess what, guys? He's going to try to join the circus. 
Um, so Madeleine is practicing on the tightrope and Sarush is like, yo, are you going to help us steal the belt? And she's like, no, never. And he's like, look, if Quasimodo's there when we try to steal the belt, we'll kill him. So like get him out of Notre Dame or he did. And she's like, okay. And then she silently stares at her own reflection in a mirror. It's for yes. a good 30 seconds. Oh, and you know what? That was the part where I can't tell if the animation is shit. Or if they're trying to, like, oh, look, she's a little cross-eyed, too, so she's going to be like Quasimodo. There's one part where Madeline's, like, looking at her reflection in the jewels of the bell, and they're all, like, distorted, like, funhouse mirror. Yeah. And Quasimodo looks in it, and he looks normal. And he looks normal. It's like, aww. This is what he would look like. It's okay, Quasi. You would have been ugly even if you were a normal person. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're still a ginger. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love gingers. I do. I really do love gingers. Um, so then Quasimodo's like, I'm going to tell her how I feel. I'm so excited. This is all it's these weird cutback scenes where it's like 10 seconds of each. And yeah. then Phoebus is like, I'm coming to Sarush to tell him I'm going to arrest him. And Sarush is literally going through his like box of jewels. And like he sees Phoebus coming and he shuts the box and then Phoebus comes in and he opens the box and the box is empty. He's like, ha ha, magic. Magic. Um, and he's like, oh, so people in your circus are stealing. He's like, I know, Madeleine, she's a little thief. I'll tell you right where she is because he's going to fucking flip on Madeleine so he can go steal the bell. I was like, if they had followed through with something like that, it would have been really interesting. Yeah. I think. She's like, where Phoebus, like, goes after the innocent person. And she's like, he no, does. she's trying to... Put- oh, I mean, he does. But, like... <sighs> he does. He does. The- he fully I does. I- he does. I blocked this from my head. Um, but it's just, uh, just so- moving on. <laughs> moving on. Blah, blah, blah. Madeline goes to Notre Dame and finds Quasimodo. The circus is packing up, and Zephyr's like, I want to join. Um, He's like, I'm the-, the captain of the guard's son. He's like, oh, that's good to know. Kidnap. Yep. Um, so Sarouche goes to Notre Dame to steal the bell and he's like, oh, it's right where Madeline said it would be. Oh, I'm sorry. You needed her help to spot the 30 foot bell. To be fair, there's like a million bells in Notre Dame. Supposedly. It's the one on a giant pedestal in the dead middle of the room. And he's like, this is La Fidel. It's, it's so ugly. ugly. And then he steps inside and he's like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's beautiful and ancient. It's beautiful on the inside. <laughs> it's beautiful on the inside. I'm having fun playing with the directionalness of my it microphone. Is. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but I can, and it's really fun. <laughs> uh, as usual, uh. whenever Francis is here, my audio gets an upgrade. <laughs> and it's so much fun. <sighs> Can we also talk about how in the movie they just beat it over your head that we're in France, we're in France. These are all these French phrases. Oh, my yeah. little bonbon. Yeah, and he calls her my little cabbage, which ma petite choux literally translates to my little cabbage is a term of endearment in France. But you're you're not literally calling someone a cabbage. No. It'd be like, hello, my bug of love. It's like, no, love bug. is It's like a thing, but you don't call someone a cabbage. 
And it's not like my shoe. It's like my petit shoe. Like it's my little cabbage. Like he keeps doing shit like that and it bugs because it's like stuff that doesn't reverse translate. Right. Um. So he sees the bell and he's like, hmm, do you think they make diamond underwear? Because things are more beautiful on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> there, no, there aren't even diamonds inside the fucking bell. No, there aren't. And uh, diamond underwear would be mad uncomfortable. No, it would be. So Quasimodo gives Madeline a rose. But she gives it back and she's like, I'm not who you think I am. Also, all of these roses are yellow, which like literally yellow roses are the symbol of friendship. <sighs> they don't know what they're doing. On the um, so Zephyr uh, is sneaking around Notre Dame and he sees Sarouche vanish the bell like he did the elephant. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. He just throws a cloth over it and whew, it's gone. I'm like, oh, this bitch might actually be magic. Um, yeah. So the gargoyles are trying to, like, stop him from stealing the bell, but they accidentally drop a bell on themselves, um, which cracks, like, the Liberty Bell. <laughs> oh, I get it. America little, literally won't be a country for another 300 years. Um, so they're like, oh, no, if they steal the bell, the festival will be ruined. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can ring another bell. Yeah. I'm pretty sure no one will give a shit. Also, they just done a two-ton bell. It's a fucking massive, and there were three guys. Three guys stole like, one giant ass bell. Yeah. Um. So. Oh. Quasimodo finds out that the bell is missing, and he accuses Madeline of using him. And Phoebus arrests Madeline. Right. And she's like, "No, it's not what you think." This is the piece of animation that had me like laughing. Quasimodo is going up the stairs. Oh yeah, they like, and it's like a piece of looping animation, obviously, because it's just like the same. The same set of stairs. He's going up the stairs for like a minute. It's like an up an infinite set of stairs. An infinite set of stairs, and then he just starts crying, but he's still walking. So <laughs> it's like his head from the neck down is just copy pasted walking like arm, <laughs> arms swinging like he's having a great time and only his face is crying it's so funny <laughs> and then he just like collapses on the and then stairs. he does the standard disney princess sprawl over something and fall when i'm sad <laughs> uh, uh, um and then also like when they go, the bell is missing. The archdeacon comes out of the church and mm-hmm. is like some whole different guy. That's Jim Cummings. No shit. Yeah. Oh. Jim, they're just like, Jim, we need you for something. I'm always here. What you need? <laughs> Jim. Is it Patrick Warburton? No. Not Patrick Warburton. Is it? Is it Patrick? Patrick. The guard in the first one. Oh. Ye- oh. I in the first one, that is Patrick, but he's not. My name's it. not Rick. Oh, that's ugly. What <laughs> <laughs> is like, oh shit. Why couldn't they get that guy to be in the musical? SpongeBob. Oh, great. I would. You probably it's probably a more physically demanding role. They probably can't sing. Um, mm. I would kill to see Tom Kenny in that show. Oh my god, I would too. Um, he would do well. He like he, oh maybe he can't sing either, but still he can. He can. He can. Tom Kenny mm. can sing. Um, he's also the voice of Spyro the Dragon. Ah! Ah! I'm so fucking excited for this relaunch of Spyro. Did you see? There's a screenshot out. <gasps> yes, from fucking the same location. But... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's so pretty. It's, it's so, so fucking pretty. beautiful. And I'm going to replay Crash Bandicoot 2, and then I'm going to... Dude, there's a really great stream mm-hmm. online, and these three guys replay the Crash Bandicoot trilogy. Like, each one of them plays one game, and the other two give them commentary. And they're really funny while they do it. Which poor bastard gets one? It's, like, so unfair. Three's the easiest, but one is, like, the fucking hardest. The guy who gets one is the guy who loves Crash Bandicoot the most, because he knows uh, it's a hard game. So it's... Do you watch Rooster Teeth? Yeah. It's Michael, Gavin, and Jeremy. I don't know. Michael is the guy who does Rage Quit. Okay. Uh, Gavin is the British one with the big nose. <laughs> and Jeremy's the new guy. Uh, oh, okay. I love all of you, but mostly Jeremy. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, Jeremy's the theater nerd. Oh. Have you seen the one where he, sing, he gets, like, taped mm-hmm. into a thing? <laughs> they build him a suit out of duct tape, basically. And then, but like the wrong way. And then he gets like his arm like taped to his back, and he's having to like oh, walk Jesus like this. He's, like, and he's just like walking this like, out there, singing <laughs> by the sand, and it's fucking <laughs> roaring. Uh, uh, but yeah, Jeremy's my favorite because he's a big theater nerd, and he loves Spyro. Um, and I love his wife too. Um, so, mm. <laughs> um. Francis, put it away. Sorry. <laughs> it's a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> it's a light. Imagine if that was actually like, wham. I see your Schwartz is long too. May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> this review is all over the goddamn place. <laughs> because the movie gives us nothing. So the circus is all no no stop I have to give myself a clean cut I hate when I do this to myself and then oh, I'm yeah. editing and I'm like, like bitch okay so the circus is all packed away um, and the guards are closing off the city gates like to the streets to the rivers to the everything so they can't escape and the circus is moving La Fidel through the catacombs um, but Zephyr is hiding on the boat and he's like my dad is the guard and you're gonna get fucked and they're like. Or we'll keep you as ransom, stupid. And there's also like no space on the boat to hide. So the fact that he got there and he's was able under to hide. a blanket in the middle of the floor. <laughs> and, and, and fucking Scarouche is just like, or Scarouche is just like, mm, I'm just gonna rest my feet on here. Then this isn't suspicious Oh wait, this at all. is a child. All right, bleed and it. a goat. Um, so Madeleine is in a cell and she says, so it's the same way that he does the elephant trick. There's a tunnel underneath. Okay, okay. First of all, this is a traveling circus. The traveling circus. So you're telling me this bitch rolls into town and either knows where the entrances to the catacombs are or digs a tunnel into the catacombs and just drops an elephant down it. Okay, sure. Say we buy that. They're at the top of Notre Dame. How the fuck did he disappear a bell down a tunnel from a roof? Literally, he throws a blanket over it, snaps, and it's gone. And it's gone. <laughs> it's the same way. It no, literally would have made more sense to make Tarush actually magic. It would have. It would have. Because he does that whole trick where he literally makes balls disappear off stage, and they appear like in Zephyr's yeah, hand. Yeah, he does like actual black. No, no, no. Those balls didn't just teleport. They went underneath the catacombs okay, through wait. the tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> and then into the, it, you just didn't see it because it happened so quickly. 
That's huh? how good his sleight of hand is. <laughs> yeah, so Sarush has actual magic. He's just lying to everyone. Fucker and talks about magic and summons a fireball. Yeah. Like, in his first scene, too. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Okay. I can't. Um. So... Esmeralda's like, oh my god, they're in the catacombs because I know that's where me and my people used to chill. And Esmeralda asked Phoebus to think uh, think again like he did for her. What? Huh? He was always on her side. He was. He was literally never anti-Esmeralda. Ever. He was never anti-Gypsy. No. He was always for the Gypsies. Literally pro-Gypsy. Like, he literally came back for more and was like, I'm tired of killing people and punishing them the for whole no reason. Time. So can we not, like, hurt the Gypsies? Mm-hmm. Whoop, 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 whoop. But someone in this movie had to have the appearance of growth. Uh, whatever. So they're like, well, let's go get our son. And this giant band of circus thieves so only the four of them go phoebus esmeralda quasimodo and madeleine yeah one soldier a gypsy a cripple and a tightrope walker cool let's save my son um i don't think he wants kids um so they find jolly the uh, esmeralda's goat and they're like take us to the boy and he's like i'm goat lassie let me show you where things are <laughs> Uh, and they lead him to Sarush. So Sarush is threatening Zephyr. He's like dangling him over the side of the boat. And he's like, let me take the bell or I kill your son. And Haley Joel Osment is giving he it is. his all. He's doing great. He's doing fucking great. Like he's not like, put me down. I hate you. Get he's like, <laughs> Daddy, I'm scared. Daddy. Like, I'm like, okay, oh. the cops call <laughs> No, they just think we're freaks now. <laughs> uh, they were both calling each other daddy, so I don't know what the fuck they're into. Here, let's even it out. Ooh, mommy! <laughs> My poor neighbors. Oh, give a fuck about you or anything that you do, because you're rude and loud to me. Um, but yeah, Haley Joel Osment is giving it his all. There are two redeeming qualities, I guess, about this movie. That's Haley Joel Osment and Achilles. And thank God, because Achilles gets girlfriend at the end of the movie. Oh, God. That pisses me <gasps> Okay, there is a running joke where Phoebus is like, how many times have I been wrong? And the horse just starts doing that thing where he's like stomping One, like he's counting. Two. And he's like, we don't have time all day. Okay, <laughs> go away. So Phoebus opens the gate and he let, he's letting Sarush escape to save his son. But Sarush like just keeps carrying his kid away. I'm like, give the kid back. Give the kid back. Um. So Quasimodo's like, I feel manipulated. And Madeline's like, there's more to me. Quasimodo, there's more to me. And then they... Okay, this is this is Quasimodo and Madeline staring at each other. I mean, I know you guys can't see it, but... Oh, we should go save that kid. Yeah, yeah. They stare at each other for like a full minute. I swear to God. It's a blank stare that they tried to fill with acting again but the animation is just so bad that <laughs> it's bad there's more to me there's more to me uh, uh, stare mm-mm. um and oh my god oh and so she's like there's more to me and he's like oh, i forgive you now we're cool and she's like okay now follow my lead and 
he like throws a rope across which loops on a thing perfectly and then he just pulls it taut and she's gonna tightrope walk and it's the only time in the movie she doesn't fall wow that tightrope walking guys it came in handy and basically Sarush is just lifting Zephyr above his head and it's like haha <laughs> victory child flip and Madeline's like, I'm not giving him back <laughs> Madeline's like snatch and just like swings up on her rope and she somehow goes from hanging on the rope by her knees to standing on it she holding a child she becomes a pro fucking professional and he's like Madeline what are you doing she goes oh me I'm just standing here looking pretty. <gasps> Mic drop. Best best, li- best line in the whole movie, I have to say. It's like the only good line, yeah. really. I'm calling it, it's my quote. Ha ha, get oh, fucked. Shit. Get fucked. Shit. I have two quotes, anyway. Um, so, Sarush is arrested, and the first thing they do upon arresting him is like, oh, we're taking your wig, and we're taking your corset. Ha ha, you're fat and bald now. You're ugly. But it's what on the it's what's on the inside. Yeah. I, I, mm, 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 mm. Um. So the festival goes on with. So what I can tell, the point of the festival is you're ringing the bell and you're yelling your love louder than the bell is. Right. Like, I can be heard above La Fidel. Like that's how much I love the person. So just a couple will get on a stand here. Like Francis, let's let's practice us us as a couple. And we're going to step up to the stage. We're going to back away from the mics because we don't hate our audience. I love Francis. I love Chelsea. That's how they do it in the movie. It's a very complicated procedure. <laughs> and so everyone's just yelling. Oh, but did you hear they're yelling the names of Les Mis characters? Are they? The first couple says, I love Cosette. I love Marius. I did not catch that. They did it on purpose. They I said was... They said it in the fun facts. They're yelling the names. And there's other ones like you can't quite hear them. And they're like, I love Fontaine. I love Roshan. They're all just yelling his characters. Another redeeming quality for the movie. Which makes me happy. Um, And so Phoebus is like, hey, Esmeralda, I was wrong. And I'd be like, it's all right. I'm already coming. You don't have to say it again. Like, I was right. (laughs) I was wrong. Um, And so all of a sudden bell stops ringing <gasps> oh quasimodo is ringing the bell duh because madeleine is giving him a rose <gasps> these motherfuckers have known each other a day and she's like i love quasimodo and he's like i love madeleine no you don't Ch- say each other's last names i fucking dare you oh wait you don't because you hoes don't know each other yet Cosimo doesn't have a last name, though. He does. What is his last name? Frollo. <laughs> Cosimo da Frollo. Fun fact, in the book, he's actually named after a holiday. Quasimodo means half-formed. It does mean half-formed, but he named him after the holiday and not literally half-formed. Oh. That was Because they say that in the first movie, they're like, they gave him a name, a cruel name, which means half-formed. Half yeah, because they they established that in the movie and the musical that is like, oh, that's kind of a dickish thing to name him. But the book, I mean, it's still a dickish thing to name him. But the book for is like, oh, this child, I actually will kill for him. Mm-hmm. I'll name him after this holiday. Quasimodo Sunday. Oh, okay. Um, Still dick move. Still dick move. Um, So then they're like, I love each other. And then Zephyr rings the bell. 
as Madeline and Quasimodo yell it out. Oh, so is Zephyr going to take Quasimodo's job when he dies at 35 because he's a hunchback and has failing health in 1488 France? And you see Zephyr, like, hanging on the rope, too. He's like, yeah, I'm ringing the bell. Like, I'm just imagining. You're going to die. Okay, thank God. They, okay, I'm going to finish this and I'm going to say something. Okay. Uh, so then there's just the longest, longing, lingering shot of Madeline and Quasimodo holding hands. And then we cut to the credits and the song that the movie was held for two years for plays and it blows. Sorry, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I skipped it. With good reason. Okay. Thank God they didn't because they've proved that they don't know how to handle a Hunchback sequel. How much would you pay for a Hunchback prequel where we get to see baby Quasimodo? I would have to be paid to see that <laughs> okay imagine it was good though i'd pay like i i don't know because like at this point you know it would be terrible yeah, yeah. but like just like hi i'm baby quasi i'm gonna learn about the bells and develop my forearm strength i'm gonna sing i just want to be loved and then frollo's like i have an awesome villain song because i'm not dead because this is a prequel yeah and then you get to see him with his little gargoyle friends and he just wants to be friends and I'm going to learn how to carve figurines because I don't have friends. Because I'm a little baby Wait, does this exist? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Like, no. Okay. I'm making it up. Oh, okay. I'm a little baby Quasimodo. Okay, I'm going to play Jennifer Love Hewitt's song. You guys can't hear it because I'll get copyrighted. But you will hear Francis and I's live reactions to live it. reactions to Jennifer Love Hewitt's song. Because I only listened to the first thirty seconds. I listened to the first two seconds, and I was like, "Nope, I'm done. This isn't even in the fucking movie." And no. Are you ready? Yes. It's called "I'm Gonna Love You." I'm gonna love you. And right now they're having like a little montage of Madeleine. Oh, this is fan made. Oh, it's fan made. Yeah. Okay. Also, Madeleine's not cute. Wait, wait. <laughs> this movie has oh, fans. Oh no, it's real. Oh shit. <laughs> She's singing. She's in the studio. You can see Jennifer. She looks so proud of herself. She wrote this. He showed her all new things. Wow. The shimmer of moonbeams. She was blind, but now he helped her see. Oh my god, I get it. She was lost, but now she's found. And happiness surrounds, oh my god, guys. It took this bitch two years to write this fucking song? Two years. And you Get can, the fuck you can out. tell she clearly wrote it as Madeline. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah. 
Jennifer Love Hewitt looks so proud of herself. She looks so fucking proud of herself. So bad. She's like, um, I wrote this song and it's so good. And she's like, you need to stop singing, and you need to burn this song, and you need to never make any songs like this ever again. So they originally wanted Demi Moore to sing her own music, and she literally sang "God Help the Outcasts," and they were like, "So we're gonna need to hire a singer." And that woman's name, I'm giving her fucking credit because you know no one else ever goddamn does. That woman's name is Heidi, Heidi Mollenhauer. Heidi Mollenhauer. Heidi Mollenhauer. Heidi Mollenhauer. Fucking yeah. Fucking great. She sang all those songs that you love. Not Demi Moore. Not Demi Moore. Demi Moore couldn't (laughs) sing. Okay. Uh, so, one second. I need to do. Uh huh. I ask for nothing. I can get by. I know so many less lucky than I. Like everybody who saw Hunchback too. Please help my people, the poor and downtrodden. I thought we all were the children of God. Um, okay, so best and worst quotes from oh, the original God. and sequel. Okay, so oh. my favorite, not quote, but scene from the original, which I'm going to drop here. You, gypsy girl, get down at once. Yes, your honor. Just as soon as I free this poor creature. I forbid it. How dare you defy me? You mistreat this poor boy the same way you mistreat my people. You speak of justice, yet you are cruel to those most in need of your help. Silence! Justice! Fuck yeah, Esmeralda is the whole, um, silence. Justice! Justice. That's my favorite, too. It's the best scene in the whole movie. Like, literally, my eyes watered a bit when that scene happened. I was just like, silence, justice. There was all that stuff during, like, Black Lives Matter to, like, literally what's happening right now. Like, Wait, where did my nose And go? also Hellfire. Hellfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have to say, what was his name? Tony J, I believe. Yeah, Tony J is just so his voice is uh-huh. just I'm gonna drop in a nice little clip right here for y'all. Mm. Hellfire Dark Fire Now Gypsy Okay, and now you get to hear my creepy hellfire story. Francis already knows it. Yes, I do. So my ex-boyfriend, whose name I will not name because it's a very distinct name. He used to do this jokey thing where, like, whenever we were watching, like, a rom-com movie and someone would say, like, a particularly cheesy line, like, in, like, Titanic, he's like, oh, angels would fly out of heaven before a girl like that would look at me. He'd be like, that's how I feel about you. And I'd be like, oh, because I was 19 and an idiot. Um, And so he and I would also watch a bunch of Disney movies together. And we're watching Hunchback and Frollo sings Hellfire. And he leans over and goes just like how I feel about you. I'm like, don't. 
don't please and then i broke up with him because he was a controlling asshole who equated love to frollo and esmeralda as singing hellfire yeah chelsea's got a fucked up dating life the mpaa even told disney Hey, look, could you tone that song down just a bit? Like, give her some more clothes, and then maybe we'll let you do this, PG, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I it's so hard to come up with a favorite quote for two. My favorite quote for two, I'm going to just put a chunk of Ordinary Miracle, because it's so bad. Like. Right here. A sudden bolt of distant lightning Cathedrals rising out of stone A baby starts to walk or talk one day Then shockingly he's grown And in love That volcano of emotion Not ten thousand gypsy potions can undo a sudden bolt of distant lightning castles right on the stone. A baby starts to walk and talk one day, and suddenly he's grown and in love. I'm shitting you not. A baby starts to walk and talk, walk or talk one day, then shockingly he's grown and in love. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad. Let's see. I think. I think maybe mine might be those people. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That it's just so hard with this movie. It's there's like at least with Mulan two, mm-hmm. there was oh my god, this is racist and awful. Yeah, like there was like because we like we both like to hate watch things. Yeah. And the thing is, most of the Disney sequels, as I shit on them openly, I rewatch them all the time. Because there's like some, there's some, not like all the time. Like yeah. I rewatch them for like, this is so fucking dumb. I will never rewatch this. Ever. There's no joy in it. So it's... I hope you guys like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Francis, in case things have changed since last time, where can people find you? On the internet. Instagram at S-I-C-K-N-A-R-F. That's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. So, on that note, um, what do you guys think of me repeating guests? Do you want new guests every time? Do you want me to repeat guests? And if so, who? I think Francis should come back more often. He's my favorite. Wow, thanks. Who said that? I don't know, but wow, I'm flattered. Because honestly, Francis' episodes are so great because he comes in and fucks with the audio and they sound so much better. So they make my life so much easier. Um, as always, you can find me everywhere online. Um, I swear I'm going to do Sandlot fucking eventually. This guy has canceled on me like 800 times. He swears it's going to happen this month. I don't believe him anymore. Um, let me know what other movies you're looking for. I know I've done a huge slew of Disney movies lately. I'm really trying to get back into quote unquote real movies, but the Disney ones are just so plentiful and available on Netflix. Um, that's our show. Francis, anything to add? I paid to watch. He did. He's, he's such a I fucking, paid to watch this. He's such a fucking resolution snob. He paid for HD. I prefer 720p minimum. But this movie only came in 480. 
it only came in 480. <laughs> so I, not only did I pay to watch Hunchback 2 in 480p, but I paid to watch it, to watch the shit in extra quality. I could <laughs> see the extra shittiness in the animation because it was in fucking HD, quote unquote HD. God oh. damn. So, not that I'm encouraging anyone towards piracy, but if you guys really want to watch this, it is available like 300 different places on YouTube. Go nuts. Francis and I, as soon as this ends, are going to listen to Hellfire to cleanse our souls. And until then, bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Stupid Sequels podcast. Please subscribe and review so everyone can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at Stupid Sequels 2 or email us at stupidsequelspodcast at gmail.com. Every episode is made possible by our sound engineer, Francis Gacod. Our logo was designed by Nicole Wiseman at Wiseshots, and you can find me online at Callie Blair on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. And remember, even though these movies are stupid, deep down, we really love them.